Mabuhai, aloha, hafa day, hello. I'm JP. Welcome to Hijinks, a podcast brought to you by Howard County Library System. It's December and it's busy. We're closing out the year, preparing for the winter holidays, and trying to find time to enjoy friends, family, and all the festivities. And no matter how busy it gets, I find great value in taking a moment to reflect on the year and make goals for the next. So in the spirit of looking back, I wanted to find out what your favorite books were for 2022 and why. Here's what you had to say. Hi, my name is Mira. My favorite read for 2022 was Tiny Habits by Dr. B.J. Fogg, that's F-O-G-G. I chose this book because it has taught me a lot of positive habits that I now use in my everyday life, such as the Maui habit. With the Maui habit, basically every day when you wake up, you put your feet on the floor, you sit up tall, and you repeat these words. Today is going to be a great day. Um, It's simple, it's easy, and it really just sets my day up on a positive note. Tiny Habits teaches the importance of creating lasting change through Tiny Habits. Hi, I'm Priscilla Pitts. I'm a member of the Savage Nonfiction Book Club, and my favorite book this year was Horse by Geraldine Brooks. It's a story about the Civil War and how the racehorses were handled at different tracks owned by the owner of the track. It's a great book. It keeps you spellbound, turn pages as fast as you can. So I highly recommend that anybody that likes horses read this book. That's it. Hi, this is Jessica, and my favorite book of 2022 was Mudlarking by Laura Mycombe. It's fascinating because the author finds little hidden treasures along the Thames at low tide and pieces together parts of history of London from what she finds. Highly recommend. It's amazing. Hey, this is Jay. My favorite read of 2022 was Wrong Place, Wrong Time by Jillian McAllister. This to me was a really, really good example of a twisting suspense mystery. You really don't know what's happening. You don't know what's going to happen. And this is kind of my favorite genre. So for me to feel so blindsided, uh, it was really a treat. Um, The character development as well as the plot came together seamlessly. Um, Everything really just worked well together. And it was 100% five out of five enjoyable read that I would recommend to anyone, even if they're not normally into, you know, surprise reveals or mystery type books. Uh, It was just really pleasant, and I look forward to reading more by the author. Hi there, my name is Susan Levy Gerlich. I usually borrow my books from the Central Library, although these days I am mostly listening to audiobooks that I get on Libby. I just recently finished a book that I really enjoyed. It was The Marriage Portrait by Maggie O'Farrell. It is historical fiction about Lucrezia de' Medici and her brief marriage to the Duke of Ferrara. Uh, It's historical fiction with good character development and a good plot. 
and at the end, the author tells you which parts she made up and which parts are actually based on history. Two other books that I really enjoyed as well are The Love Songs of W.E.B. Du Bois by Honoré Vanone Jeffers and Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. They are both long books. The Love Songs of W.E.B. Du Bois traces a family's history from indigenous times up to present day and it's it's really it's pretty fascinating and there is if you get the print edition there is a family tree in there which helps because there are a lot of characters braiding sweetgrass i both listened to and um and then read uh it was worth doing both the author has a very melodious voice. She is a poet and a botanist. It's her take on and her musings on what is happening uh, environmentally and um, and the wisdom of indigenous people. And I actually preferred it in the print edition, but it was enjoyable to listen to as well. So those are my recommendations. Um, happy reading and thanks a lot. Hi everyone, I'm Mahal, and my favorite read from 2022 is Getting the Ninth from the Locked Tomb series by Tamsin Muir. It's got everything I love in a book, mystery, drama, romance, and buff women with swords. Hi, this is Melissa, and my favorite read from 2022 was Under the Banner of Heaven by John Krakauer. Uh, who also wrote Into the Wild and Into the Thin Air. My reasons for liking this book is I started watching the television series and decided to read the book as well. Along with being a very interesting true crime story, it provided a lot of very interesting history about the uh, Latter-day Saints Church and um, split-offs from that church as well as about um, polygamy and how that historically came about. Hi, my name is Annette D'Amico, and my favorite book of 2022 was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I found it highly entertaining, and it was reminiscent of uh, old Hollywood era and intrigue and gossip, and I found it very entertaining and enjoyable. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. My favorite series of books from 2022 is the Thrawn Trilogy by Timothy Zahn were very exciting books in the Star Wars canon. Grand Admiral Thrawn is a fascinating villain, and I enjoyed reading the story of his rise to the rank of Grand Admiral. I actually listened to the audiobooks, and it was a fantastic production that was very exciting and kept me intrigued for three books and over 60 hours of listening. I always enjoy a good book recommendation, and that's one of the many services we provide as library professionals. It's something called Reader's Advisory. It's essentially a simple interview to help find the right book for you or your next favorite read, or maybe help you remember a book that you read previously and now you're looking for something in the same genre or maybe something completely different. If you're ever in need of Reader's Advisory, please speak with a staff member or send your query to askhcls at hclibrary.org. Anyhow, it only made sense to me to tap into the talent across our library system and find out our staff's favorite reads from 2022.
I'm Charisse, and I work at the Central Branch. I know many of you listeners who um, come to the Fiction and Nonfiction Desk and ask for recommendations. I also enjoy working on our film discussions that we have in conjunction with the Columbia Film Society. So I'm excited to share some of my favorite reads on Chapter Chats, our blog that we have from the library. And then today to share my favorite 2022 read for the um, Hijinks podcast. I've got to say, I've read several amazing books this year, but the one book that I read that was published in 2022 that I really loved was Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, which is by Gabrielle Zevin. There might be some of you out there who are A.J. Fickrey fans. It was a wonderful book about a bookseller. There might be people out there who are Ready Player One fans, which was an amazing book about um, essentially living in a video game. And this is a combination of those two. You don't have to be a huge literary fiction fan, nor do you have to be a huge video game fan. But if you are either one of those or both, it's an amazing read. It tells the story of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, which many of us might think, oh, that's a Macbeth reference, which it is. But more significantly, it's a reference to the cultural touchstones we all have in our individual times. Now, I'm not Gen X, but the protagonists of this book, Sadie and Sam, are Gen X, and they're right prior to the digital native age. So they're more technologically advanced than my generation, but they're not as technologically advanced as kids today. But they create an amazing company to um, produce video games, and their video games become very popular. We first meet them when they are 11 years old, and Sadie is visiting her sister, who is very ill, and Sam is recovering from an accident that has been quite serious. And we move forward in time, where we meet Marks, who is their very good friend and helps them launch this company. And we meet wonderful characters, such as the grandparents of Sam, Dong, and Bong, who own an eponymous pizza parlor with the Donkey Kong machine. We travel through to their college years in Boston. We travel through to their video game company in LA. And I just loved all the references to local Boston companies and sites and local LA sites. And I've been keeping a whole list of things that I've never seen or done in Boston or LA just purely because I loved hearing about them in this book. I have to say... It scans 30 years of Sadie and Sam's life, but it goes by like a flash. I could not put it down. Every page was filled with beautiful storytelling, characters that just filled my heart. And there's also a plot and you really want to know what happened. So it's a great read for people who like plot twists. It's also a great read for people who like literary fiction and an emphasis on characters like I do. So pick up tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow, and let me know what you thought about it. Hi, everyone. My name is Claire, and I am an occasional guest and host on the library's HokoCast. And today, the book that I absolutely adore and will be recommending to you is called Everything Here is Beautiful by Mira T. Lee. And what's actually funny is I got this at the Savage Library over the summer, and I saw that 
there was a new display and one of the books that caught my eye was Everything Here is Beautiful because of its gorgeous cover. It has, it's red and it has this big blue butterfly, blue and orange butterfly actually. My favorite parts of the book, first it's written in different, from different perspectives. You read Miranda's POV, and then you read Lucia's POV, and then, because they have different partners, you'll read through their partner's POV. And my also other favorite part about this book is the diversity in characters and in narrative, because this is not a story that is cookie-cutter. It's not something that I can read in another novel. I really love how different cultures are really showcased, but not in the typical way, not in the rehashed way that we all know it's actually like a very different light and it more so talks about values and I will say that I did cry um reading this book which is quite difficult because I don't it's harder for me to do so with a book but it did happen with this one so it is very moving as well I have also noted some quotes our mother might have said this that immigrants are the strongest, that we leave our homes behind and rebuild. Everywhere we go, we rebuild. In the campo, it's his, his land, his house, his family. If he is in a generous mood, he might say, it's theirs. But nothing is really hers. Even their casita is marked, with mommy's flowery ruffle curtains, with the perfume of another girl. Only this small room in Cuenca, where she has deliberately selected solid blue sheets and a dark green bedspread, can she call her own? Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you can find a chance to pick up this book at your local library. Toodles! So, I'm Kristen Blount. I am the graphic designer for the library, but I also run the Chapter Chats blog. I'm the editor and writer for that. And I run the Books on Tap book group, which meets first Wednesdays of the month at the periodic table, where we read a wide, wide variety of books, mostly fiction. A little bit of nonfiction, but across all the genres and all the different sorts of books that are out there. I wanted to tell you about She Who Became the Sun by Shelley Parker Chan, which blew me away. I read it early, early on in 2022, and it's still the best book of the 50 books I've read so far this year. She Who Became the Sun is still my favorite. Bear with me. It is a gender-bent, queer retelling of the founding of the Ming Dynasty. So I knew very little about that period and time and place in history. So I kind of had to go, I, I learned a lot reading this book. But the main character is Zhu Changba, who steals her brother's destiny. Her father and her, da her dad and her whole family die due to plague and bandits and all sorts of bad things. And she's left, and before tragedy set in, a fortune teller had come to their families and told her brother that he was destined for greatness and that she was destined for nothing. And she was the last person standing, essentially, in their village, and she decided to inhabit his destiny. And she essentially became her brother. She became Zhu Changba. And then you get like this whole like movie sequence almost of she goes and she trains in a monastery in the martial arts and like you can almost picture it as a wuja film. She becomes essentially a boy. 
She lives as a boy. She inhabits a boy's personality. Her gender pronouns always stay female in the book, but it is a male presenting character who operates as a male within the story. And you then get the Red Turban Rebellion and you get fantastical battle scenes and this change in history. And she's just this wonderful, wonderful, rich, interesting character who is given an equally interesting, rich antagonist who is a member of the Mongolian army, who is a eunuch, who is essentially enslaved to the Prince of Hainan, and who is living a life of revenge and rage. That's Ouyang. And so Ouyang and Zhu Changba are this force of nature happening at this point of change as the native Chinese are retaking their land from the Mongolians. There's so much more in this book I've barely touched on. It just like absorbed me. It's It was just, I put it down and I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just read? It's cataclysmic. Hi, I am Ronan with HokoCast. One of the books I read this year was Americanon by Jess McHugh. Jess McHugh is a researcher and writer who's written with a number of newspapers and journals, uh, including the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. This book is about 13 different books that influenced American history culturally, whether they be about how people talked to each other or how people perceived a certain thing. The descriptor on the front is... Surprising and delightfully engrossing, Americanon explores the true history of 13 of the nation's most popular books. Overlooked for centuries are simple dictionaries, spellers, almanacs, and how-to manuals are the unexamined touchstones for American cultures and customs. These books sold tens of millions of copies and set out specific archetypes for the ideal American, from the self-made entrepreneur to the humble farmer. This entire book was really, really interesting. It talks about some books I personally would not have thought to be very important, like Ben Franklin's Autobiography uh, and Emily Post's Etiquette. I really enjoyed this book. You can find it at the Central Branch and the East Columbia Branch. Hi, I'm Kimberly, and I'm an adult instructor at the Glenwood Branch. Sometimes I tend to read the same types of books and get stuck in a bit of a literary rut. So this year, I set a goal to read at least one graphic novel each month. My favorite in 2022 was The Dark Matter of Mona Starr by Laura Lee Gulledge. It's a poignant and impactful depiction of depression. Mona's nickname for her depression is The Dark Matter, playing on riffs of what's the matter and nothing's the matter. The majority of the book is illustrated in blacks and grays with discoveries of good things that bring light, life, and relief depicted in yellow and white, providing hints of promise and hope. It has really great ideas and helps me open up conversations about tough topics with my teenager. My favorite part? The last page is a self-care plan worksheet. Fill it out, keep it handy, and it helps when we encounter some hard days. I'm Sarah Cook. I'm the teens instructor at the Savage Branch, and it was impossible to pick my favorite read for 2022 because of all the great books that are out there, good problems. But one I read recently that I absolutely uh, fell in love with, uh, it's called Iron Widow. It's by Xian J. Zhao, and it blew me away. One of the reviews said it's 400 pages of female rage. The book is, if you're looking for genre, it's kind of like a sci-fi slash fantasy with a little bit of 
of Asian uh, historical fiction in it. Our author is Chinese and they are incorporating a lot of uh, East Asian and Chinese mythologies into a lot of this story as well. Um, but this is not like a happy story. This story is just full of misogyny. Just being a young woman born into poverty in uh, old school uh, China and really being seen as so much less than, being seen as a problem, being seen as worthless, being seen as you really exist for one purpose. This is basically a reimagining of the, uh, the story of Empress Wu, who was the only uh, female emperor in, in Chinese history. The book takes a look at what if we knew her story? What if we knew her backstory? And then of course it adds in all these like gigantic, like mecha monsters from, uh, from mythologies, such as like the vermilion bird and the, uh, the white uh, tiger. And these creatures are controlled by the chi of these different people. And they have to kind of partner up to control them and to make them fight these evil invading aliens. And it's just, it's phenomenal. And they use their different powers of chi and other things um, from East Asian medicine. And it's just, it's everything. You will be infuriated when you read this, like you're going to be mad, but I like a book that really makes you feel something, whether it's something positive or negative. Our main character just rises to these amazing levels and she makes no apologies either. She, uh, she's my hero. But I would say this is probably high school level, you know, in general. Um, I mean, I'm 42 and I got into this. I, I didn't put it down. I started and was like, well, there's my evening. And I like to go to bed early, but I stayed up late for this book. And that's, uh, that's a big one for me. And the book actually was recommended by one of our local teens. Um, so I knew it was going to be great, but I didn't think it would affect me like this. And I love that one of our teenagers recommended it and felt it very deeply and wanted everyone else to read it. Now I do too. I'm definitely on Team Iron Widow. And there's going to be a sequel. Don't know when it's coming, but there will be a sequel. Thank goodness. It was the worst cliffhanger. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tracy. I'm a customer service specialist for Howard County Library. I think my favorite had to be The Marriage Portrait by Maggie O'Farrell. And it's about Lucretia de' Medici, not Borgia, but de' Medici, and her life, and it's, it goes back and forth in time, which is one of the things I love about historical fiction. And it starts literally the first paragraph, she said, my husband's coming to kill me. And so then you're going back and forth in time, going her as a child and growing up in Florence and then her marriage, and then why is he trying to kill her? It's just such a beautifully written story. Maggie O'Farrell is a fantastic author. Her writing is so beautiful. Her prose is beautiful and she clearly does research. So she researched the Medici family. She researched all the people around this story because there were real people. And but there's embellishments of course, but but it's the real story. But being said at the time that it was during this is early Renaissance period, not a period I know a lot about, but learned a lot. It it was just fantastic. And I did the audio and the reader was so good, which is why I love audiobooks. If you could get a reader who can really capture you and hold, pull you in with, their, with the way that they tell the story, you don't want to stop listening. Hi, my name is Shahana. I'm an adult instructor and research specialist. I use she, they pronouns. And my favorite book of 2022 was The Mercies by Kieran Millwood Hargrave. It was probably the best book I've read in a couple years, actually. It's about the witch trials in Norway, which I didn't realize that we had witch trials outside of the US, but apparently it was a really big thing in Europe 
1617, on this small island town off the coast of Norway, really close to the, the Arctic Circle, there was a storm that killed 40 men, which was the entire like amount of men in this one village. And so from 1617 to 1621, this little community was only women. And so it sort of talks about how the king at the time and the the powers that be were not very happy with the fact that this colony was all women, thought that they were witches, thought that the indigenous influence at the top of the world had contributed to some sort of like magic and witchcraft and something that they couldn't understand. And so the story really begins after this storm that has killed all of the men and starts with the introduction of witch hunters into the society and and sort of shows what happens when women's rights are sort of infringed upon by by people who don't understand. And so I think the thing about this book is that it's set in 1621, but it's so infinitely relatable. And I read it at the beginning of the summer, and I just thought it was a really powerful, powerful story about connections between women, how easy it is to turn on each other um, when there are forces that you don't understand, and, and the ideas of witchcraft and, and what that means. So actually, I thought it was a fantasy book, just looking at the cover. I don't actually read a ton of historical fiction, but uh, I picked it up because I thought it was fantasy, and then I just kept reading it because it was just so beautifully written. The cover is really pretty also, and uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for a pretty cover. I'm certain there was a book or two that piqued your interest, and you can make your request using your library card and PIN number at hclibrary.org or call in to any one of our branches. Now, I did get my hands on some stats, and I was able to decipher your requests for the fiscal year 2022. You can get my full report and more by visiting our library's blog, chapterchats.org. So... What was the most requested and borrowed book across our library collection? Hi, my name is Danielle, and my favorite read for 2022 was The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna. It is extremely well-written, uh, historical fiction, and it made me learn a few things about myself in the process, which is what all great books should do. There it is. The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna is your number one requested and borrowed item for 2022. Thank you for listening, and thanks to all who took the time to share their recommendations. Special thanks to the Hijinx team, Simone, Addison, Christy, Lori, and my colleague Lauren for their support in creating this episode. From all of us at Hijinx and Howard County Library System, May your winter be warm and your celebrations sweet. Wishing you love, light, and lots of great reads.